Hi, my name is Jessica Smith. I'm the head of revenue for Angel City FC, the newest franchise in the NWSL, and welcome to ADC Partners Podcast. Hi, I'm Dave Almy of ADC Partners. Here's the thing. One of my least favorite phrases that I hear in business is, but this is the way we've always done things. It's almost always a red flag, right? Which is why my conversation with Jessica Smith, the head of revenue for Angel City FC, was so enjoyable. Jess and the founders of the Startup National Women's Soccer League Club started out by saying, okay, that's how launching a sports franchise has always been done. So how should we do things differently? And without a single player on their roster, and the first game still about eight months away, Angel City FC has created a lot of buzz in the second largest media market in the U.S. In our conversation, Jess talks about how the club's clear vision, sense of purpose, and a willingness to experiment have been instrumental to their initial success. Hope you enjoy listening in. Jessica Smith, welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for spending time with us. And I think to get started, why don't we go through very quickly, for those who are unfamiliar with Angel City FC, can you give a little bit of insight into the club and what makes it different from what might be considered a typical sports team? In short, we're the newest franchise in the National Women's Soccer League, but uh, the piece that makes us different is we're actually a very unique mix of sport and pop culture and purpose. And the reason is is really how we were derived, you know, from Natalie Portman, who had done some work in getting to know some former U.S. Women's National Team players, as well as some current ones, and understood more through Time's Up around the pay inequities at play. And in thinking through what she could do to make a difference, you know, through many different conversations was told, hey, make the most kick-ass team, you know, really show how it's done and really continue to bring attention to what we're trying to do here and the incredible talent that is on the field. So pretty specific marching orders there, right? Go create a kick-ass team. Yeah. And I'm sure that was specifically said, you know, I'll take credit for making (laughs) that specific lineup in myself and envisioning that it came from Abby Wambach and Julie Foudy. That did not happen, but that's how I envision it in my brain. Um, But that's what we're doing, you know, so right from the beginning, this was not, hey, let's build a sports team and make sure we're winning championships. Believe me, we're going to do that. We have 14 former U.S. Women's National Team members on our ownership group that Mm. are going to make sure that that's a goal of ours. But it really was, we're creating this team to create higher expectations on and off the field. And I don't know if you remember, uh, many do when I point this out, there was a moment through Time's Up where Natalie and some of her friends, which are, I think, like a little bit cooler than I am, maybe not much, but Jen Garner and Uzo Adubo and Eva Longoria and more, they went to a women's national team game and they were in LA and there's a photo of them on the field pointing to the jerseys of the players they're wearing. And that moment is one that the world paid attention to. And if you think about it, you know, that influence from that group of incredible women continued the conversation, you know, around the U S women's national team member. And in short, it was saying, Hey, we've got your back. Right. So the, the visibility that, you know, we're able to give to creating this team, you know, and the purpose that we're looking to create through those higher expectations 
really puts us in a unique space in the marketplace. You know, again, really driving home that, yes, we're a sports team, but we are not just ticketed fans. Our platform is much bigger than that and uh, spans much further given the folks that are involved in our project. I mean, it's clear, like like you said, the ownership group is comprised of what can only be called the A-list of pop culture, right? You know, you've movies, you've got entertainment, you've got investment, all women who have really made a mark on the different industries with which they participate. But it seems like that also coincided with this moment for women's sports teams and leagues to succeed. I mean, we actually wrote a blog piece on it not too long ago. About it. Is this finally the moment, right? You were just coming off the USA hockey's team, just had this amazing Olympic win, and the U.S. women were dominating at World Cup. And while those were certainly catalysts, and it seems like also the, the ownership group coming along at that time for, uh, for the launch of the club, I'm, I'm wondering if you feel like, are those all part of a larger thing that's just making this the moment for success for women's sports that are creating this moment? Or what are some of the other pieces that you think might be going into that right now? Yeah, as somebody who's worked in the industry now close to 20 years, not to date myself, which I just did, um, you know, I followed the women's game. You know, as somebody who watched the NBA get derived when I was a young basketball player, mm. you know, in my high school you know, that was a historic moment where I was like, wow, I can play professional sports. And, you know, it's it's still in its infancy, right? 25 years old and USL, 10 years old when you look at the other leagues. I think that's part of it. But I think more to what you're saying and more to what I believe in is we are at a, a point in time where consumers, and certainly this is this is generated in part by by Gen Z they really stick to, they will support brands that they believe in. And that's going to to, to leak into sports teams and entertainment and, and pop culture too. It's no longer going to be, well, my dad was a Knicks fan, so I'm going to be a Knicks fan. It's going to be like, well, do I like the Knicks? Do I like the players on the Knicks? Do I like what the Knicks stand for? Do I want to wear that jersey? And that's already starting to be the consumer habit um, you take that coupled with the now incredible platforms we have for athletes to use themselves, where they can tell their everyday stories and give people insight into what it's like, you know, to be in their shoes, to play in this league, to want to have the success, you know, it's, and then you take that furthermore, look at the success that we have with entities like the U.S. Women's National Team and that platform that they have. And you marry those things together and society is done with it. <laughs> they don't want the inequities, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it's fascinating, right? Because you're talking about something you and I have touched on in the past, which is the idea of social impact, right? And for the vast majority of pro sports teams, they all have a foundation and it kind of does some stuff and it's kind of bolted on at the end and it's kind of used as like, a, oh, and you can also do a donation to the foundation. For ACFC, that's really baked in to the DNA of the club, right? I mean, it's been popularly promoted in the press that you know, ten percent of all the sponsorship sales are directed towards local community programs. So, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that and how that weaves into the partnerships you're creating and the partners' response to it. Because you're right, like people want to care about the brands that they interact with, and so how has that and how have partners really leveraged that part of your story that you tell? Yeah, and for those that are familiar with the sponsorship space, you know, we can all agree that. Traditionally, sponsorship is look at my product, look how incredible it is. Here's the DNA of my fans. Here's our reach. Here's what we can do for you to make sure that we're driving the different goals that you have in front of us. And it's incredibly successful. You know, there's a reason that the sponsorship budgets, you know, both nationally and worldwide continue to increase year over year, you know, when you're able to actually make those connections. At Angel City, when we sat down and thought through sponsorship, 
you know, we looked at what the club was and our club is creating those higher expectations on, on, off the field. And we have three pillars that we hold ourselves accountable to in equity, essentials and education and making sure that those are part of our everyday decisions. And instead of walking into a room and saying, here's what we're doing, we're trying to change the world and here's the influence we have behind it. We really wanted to walk into the room and say, here's how we're going to change the world. We'd like you to do that with us. Mm. And what we've found is that brands are working to do the same thing. And when we came to them and shared who we are and what we want to try to accomplish, whether it is making sure, you know, through our essentials pillar that we're feeding Los Angeles, you know, which is incredibly important, especially now during COVID times, unfortunately, the numbers are much higher than they've been in a very long time, or we are building safe places to play through a healthcare partner, you know, to make sure that diverse youth have, have places, safe places to play and grow, you know, they want to be a part of that message. And for us, we, what we stand for is, you know, fighting inequities. And so if we're going to say that that's what we want to do, this is a very tangible way to both hold ourselves and our partners who are some of the most powerful brands accountable to that. People, you know, ask like, well, how do you really make sure, you know, that that gets done? Like, it's pretty simple. There's a line in the contract and there's specific dollars that have to go towards it. It's a legal binding document for us to activate against, you know, so it's it's been tremendous to just when people think about our partnerships, I'm, I'm sure you, you know, knowing that you're passionate about the space, you think about them differently, right? People are going to know, hey, there's DoorDash and Angel City. They're providing over a million dollars worth of meals over the course of their partnership. Oh, there's Birdies in Angel City. Did you know that they're, you know, they created an internship program, you know, for high school students with diverse backgrounds to make sure that they have access to both sports and fashion industry even before college or secondary education. So it's, it means something different. And then, of course, everything else that you can buy everywhere else, we're going to have and make sure that we're driving results for you, too. Yeah, it's fascinating to me, too, from the standpoint of there's a couple things at play, one of which I just talked about earlier that we were discussing, which is the fact that, you know, in traditional sports teams, the, the, the community pieces were always that last bolt on side, right? And you're really totally. with ACFC really leading with them. This is how you are telling the story of what it is and providing some differentiation to what it is you're doing. The other thing that's fascinating to me, though, is that they, you know certain community initiatives, particularly those that may have been considered "quote unquote" controversial in the past, were the third rail for both athletes and sports teams. Right? It was like, don't touch it. It's the whole Michael Jordan Republicans buy sneakers things too. Right? Yeah. Now it feels like if you're not taking a stand on certain things that might have been considered controversial in the past. That's almost more of a showcase now, like the fact that there's no overt statement of support about something going forward. And I, and I feel like a ACFC is also doing a good job. Has that ever been a source of contention inside the organization, or has it been pretty much straightforward from get-go? It's been straightforward from the get-go. And I think for us, you can certainly be a team that's like, listen, we don't want to take any stance and we just want to just keep doing this and we hope we get your support and it's really fun to come out. And that's fine. But will you earn the trust and be worn by people that might not even follow your sport but want to represent what you stand for? No, absolutely not. And we are bullish on if you're not, then we're not the partner for you. Right. There are brands that take opposite stances for what we stand for. If you're not a supporter of the LGBTQ community, you are not a partner of our team. It's pretty simple. Right. So we want to make sure that, 
you know, we're having like-minded discussions and we're also attracting a powerful community that are all driven to accomplish the same things. I mean, is that, is that a key part of this too, right? You are basically the company you keep. It's, it's great. You could certainly generate totally. revenue from certain companies, but they just don't fit the story that you're trying to tell. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, we sponsorship and, and brands and there's usually only so many that you're seeing that are, you know, in different categories, right? Oh, you're going to have a you know, QSR, which is a quick service restaurant, which I remember learning for the first time when I was in sponsorship and, and Darren Gross. So I think we both know, you know, said QSR and I said, what does that mean? So look how far <laughs> What's I What's a quizzer? <laughs> yeah, I was like, QSR, what kind of acronym is that? Um, thankfully, I asked the question. Always ask the question. Oh, uh, and Google, obviously, is a wonderful resource. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're going to have your insurance, and you're going to have your auto, and you're going to have your finance. And we're absolutely going to have those things. But you're also seeing for a brand like ours, and hopefully more to follow, we have brands like Birdies, right, who are an incredible women's footwear brand um, that makes comfortable and stylish shoes. They're going to be on our jersey sleeve. We just announced a program with Curator, who's Rachel Zoe's uh, subscription box, you know, brand coming to us as well. And they're coming to us, and we're having these conversations, and we have many more ongoing now because they truly believe in what we stand for and they want people to know we stand for that too. Mm. And it's just such a different connection and a different reason to find ways to partner versus the traditional conversations, you know, where of course, again, you want to reach certain folks or you might stand for what the league's doing. They're truly coming to angel city, given that we're doing a lot of firsts in our lifetime and they want to make sure that their consumers know that they are also aligned with how we're looking to change the world. It really speaks to the power of story in this regard too, right? You've been able to craft a narrative around the club that speaks to, like we talked about earlier, what's really in the DNA and it, and it makes that outreach and sales so much more effective when you can lead with that story versus, hey, here's the number of tickets and signs and spots that you're going to get associated with it. We're going we're gonna to make you part of something much larger than just the sport itself. Totally. And then you start to think through, how does this evolve for valuations, right? So, you know, there's numerous avenues to take for evaluating what things should cost and why they should cost it. And a lot of times it's based off specific impressions and reach and visibility. Now we're at the point in something we ask ourselves internally, you know, and, and starting to think about how, how we do this, how do you measure empathy? Mm. Cause that's something that's much different than just the number of people you're reaching with your brand are both important. Yes. But is it harder to achieve empathy? Absolutely. Right. So, you know, as you're providing that, or you have the platform to do that, both in and outside of sport. But if that's something that, you know, you have something um, that you can build partnerships around, it is much more powerful. And we're finding brands that are connecting on that piece. The regular valuation checks out too, but they also recognize, you know, that's a way very quickly to let people know, yes, we're aligned in this thinking and, and here's a tangible way that we're going to do that together through that 10% piece. Measurement is always going to be an issue in this industry, particularly, yes. and you've, you've added a layer onto it when we start talking about, I, I mean, it's hard enough with the intangibles that we deal with in, in sponsorship <laughs> to begin with, but then you throw the layer of empathy on there. I think we're just going to have to start hooking people up to e-meters and things like that in order to see what's going on. But I appreciate that. It's like you're aligning with the story. You're aligning with the brand. It's so much more than just how many people clicked on a banner, right? It's how people are binding themselves to their, to your brand for the long term. Yep, absolutely. It's, it's even if they just saw the announcement and thought it was cool, they're not a fan of the organization, but they walk by, you know, a birdie store, you know, the newly opened one down on Abbott Kinney. I'll, I'll drop them there. <laughs> you nice know, but job. they walk by, they, they know like, oh, birdies is a great brand. And 
they know that because they're aligned with who they are as a person, right? So there's just a different meter to to that um, versus versus other platforms that are available. Well, I think it's also one of the interesting hallmarks of success here too, right? Because when a property moves beyond what would be typically considered the endemic sponsorships, right? You know, the the, the sneaker or the or the mm-hmm. apparel provider or the you know the game ball provider. I mean, you've got a few to tell there too, right? And you've got the Gatorade, Heineken. Uh, DoorDash, you brought up Birdies, you brought up Jane Walker is another one. I mean, I know you love all your partners equally. Of course, I do. They're all my favorites. <laughs> so, but I'm going to put children. you in that <laughs> tough position. <laughs> Who are you playing? Is there anything that's coming up that you see as a partnership that you're particularly excited about? I mean, an easy one to talk about, and it is fresh, is our Johnny Walker Jane Walker partnership. Mm. So that's a brand that you know, I followed for a long time. And, and candidly, I've been a fan of because of their campaigns around women and firsts, you know, they had run advertisements and taken out full pages of newspaper ads, you know, with incredible women that I look up to, like Billie Jean King and Lily Singh, not to only name a couple of our owners, but their whole campaign was be the first, but don't be the last. Mm. And, you know, I was recently listening to a podcast, um, which had Abby Wambach on there. Um, it's, it's called presented by with Kristen Bell and Monica. Padman and Abby had shared there that for a long time she only compared herself to other women and thought, well, I'm doing great because I might be making more than than so and so. But she wasn't comparing herself to the right people. She wasn't comparing herself to the men and to 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 folks in other industries. Exactly. To her true peers. She's one of the most powerful and talented athletes in the world and will be for all of time. You know, and she's had those realizations now and, and, you know, is certainly doing such incredible work, you know, whether it's writing a book or doing personal coaching or sitting on, you know, um, brands, boards and making sure that she's asking for more there. But with Jane Walker, to me, they're a brand that I felt like, hey, how do we not work together? Yeah, <laughs> right? right. Like you're it's doing too this easy. incredible campaign. Here's how we're doing it. Here are the people that are involved with it. You know, we have to do this. So what's fun is it's unique to us, not only because of how outward we are with what we're looking to accomplish on behalf of women and everyone else with that we do, that we, you know, are working towards providing level playing fields to, you know, but it's also just so aligned in um, we're new. So the firsts in that campaign of everything that we get to do, you know, our first game, our first sporting director in any Luco and, you know, certainly first coach and first player and, and these big historic moments that, again, we want to do these firsts as a club. Our goal is that everybody would look to replicate purpose and making sure that they're making real impact. We by no means want to own the 10% model. And we have some things in ticketing we're thinking about too. The point of us doing those is to show that it's possible and to allow other people the avenue to do it or do something better. Well, you just spoke of firsts, right? And so clearly there's a lot of firsts that are coming up, right? We had the first, we launched the first brand associated with, and if anybody hasn't gone out, go go to angelcityfc.com and be sure to look at the brand and be sure to read into all the details associated with the development of the brand because it's a pretty outstanding story to be able to tell just in its own right and some of the representations of it. Uh, but we've got that's launched now, you know, the schedule, I don't know if the schedule's out yet, but you've got a ton of firsts coming up. Is there anything in particular that you're looking to that you're either excited about or what's keeping you up at night right now? Because launching a franchise is no small thing. It's not, you know, I, I think what keeps me up at night is just hoping that we're doing enough, you know, myself and, and everyone else in our team we're really emotionally connected to what we're building. You know, I remember sitting, you know, with, with Julie Ehrman, who's one of our three founders and our president, um, you know, 
almost two years ago now in her backyard and just talking about what we truly thought this could be and having these same conversations before we made them (laughs) a reality. And now sitting here today and watching the reality happen and seeing the market react to us in that way, it just feels like we have the world on our shoulders in a really powerful way, but also one that comes with a lot of responsibility. Mm. So it's everything from what is the ticketing experience like? Do we you know, uh, are we doing enough for, for those fans? How are we making sure that we're, you know, visible and empowering fans overseas? You know, we have a lot of fans following us on social and buying our merchandise in other markets. How are we getting to them and hearing their stories around, um, you know, what it's like to be a woman in their cultures, in their countries, and, and making sure that we're supporting them and using our platform for them. So we really view our platform as, as endless because we have so much work to do around the world. And it just truly never feels like we're doing enough. Um, and we want to make sure that we are. So when I sit up at night, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm truly thinking about the young girl in Los Angeles playing soccer and hoping that she can eventually see a pathway into the NWSL. And that's where she wants to play and play. And it's a powerful league. And she can be proud of the salary that she makes and so forth. And I'm thinking about, um, you know, the soccer dad that's so excited to bring his family, you know, and, and what that experience looks like for him and making sure that it's budget friendly to himself and, also something that, you know, he has a really enjoyable time at. So it's the small things and the big things all at once. Jessica Smith, I can't thank you enough for spending this time with us to talk about the launch of Angel City FC, the the mission behind the organization, how that's informing what you're doing from a partnership perspective and all the places that this is going to go here. Congratulations on where you are now and good luck on uh, making it to all the places you still have yet to go. Really appreciate it and appreciate your support and the chance to continue to speak about what we're building. Um, it means a lot. So you've been in this industry for a long time and, and knowing that you know we're doing something that you have interest in to share with your listeners is really important to us. Thanks for listening to this ADC Partners podcast. For more information about ADC Partners, please visit our website at adcpartners.com. <laughs>